The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. It's good to uh, good to sit with you. So, um, yeah, happy happy to be with you. Um, so, in in um, clinical treatment research, um, there are uh, two, really two, often two key questions. Does this treatment work? And if it does, how does it work? Yeah. So the questions around efficacy or effectiveness, does it work? And then the mechanism of change, how does it work? And the the Buddha made claims about efficacy. This works. This is not a shell game. Yeah. And um, it's part of why it's so helpful to have new experiences on this path, bliss or insight or love or something, but new experiences because it helps confirm the sense of like that we're, we're not being conned. Like there's something on offer here. And, um, and so we start to get some sense of, Oh yeah, this can work. Right. So the Buddha made those claims, but mostly the, the, the teachings really unpack, uh, a vision of the ways that practice transforms the mechanisms of change. And that language, you know, is, is borrowed from, from pharmacology where a question of how, how a medicine works. Well, it's, it stimulates this receptor system or, and down regulates another receptor activity and um, I use that language here because um, all Dharma talks implicitly embrace some mechanism of action yeah when we give a meditation instruction or a talk or something we we have a mechanism of action in mind. We have a theory of change in mind. This is how practice gets under our skin. This is how freedom from suffering unfolds. And we talk explicitly or implicitly, usually implicitly about the mechanism of action for at least a couple reasons. First, really to encourage you to keep going. We, we really do need a strong why. Why do we do this? And why should we ever be willing to experience suffering consciously? Yeah. We, we, we need a strong answer to that. 
to keep going. And much of what Dharma teachers do is more or less just to say, don't give up. This is how practice works. This is its mechanism. It's supposed to feel like this, even though a part of our mind is utterly unconvinced we're ever supposed to feel like this. So um, Rilke says, uh, no feeling is final. Just keep going. Don't let yourself lose me. Nearby is the country they call life. You will know it by its seriousness. Give me your hand. So we, we talk about the mechanisms to encourage you to keep going. And also when we understand how practice works in a deeper way, we can reinforce the positive effects and minimize the side effects. We can really determine what's, what's important on the path and emphasize it. Yeah. And so classically, you might say that the mechanisms of change, what points to the mechanisms of change is sila, Samadhi, Hanya, Sila, Samadhi, Hanya, ethical training, ethical conduct, Samadhi, the training of the mind, gathering of attention, and Panya wisdom. These are maybe we say the classical mechanisms of change. Uh, um, Sila, purifying, purifying our karma. Um, You can't really expect to be happy if you're perpetually harming yourself and others. And the, the kind of hatred and paranoia or separateness that's bred by harming is not actually compatible with deep happiness. And so we start to build the foundation of our spiritual home, uh, you know, on, on uh, the ground of non-regret. Yeah. There's so much that our ethical alignment does build on the foundation of non-regret and and there's a kind of transparency in our life we can't be found out when we're acting in alignment with our own deepest values we we can't be found out so like twain says um um something like when you tell the truth you don't have to remember anything right our whole life becomes like that, non-defended. We don't have to remember anything. And there's samadhi, there's samadhi, the 
deep enjoyment of being secluded from the bombardment of samsara. Yeah. This, this realm, this realm of existence. I thought of uh, Bob Dylan. Yeah. I was burned out from exhaustion, buried in the hail poisoned in the bushes and blown out on the trail. Hunted like a crocodile ravaged in the corn, come in. She said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. Just being human is a little overwhelming. Moment to moment, a little overwhelming. And so uh, we have to take shelter. One of the ways we take shelter is to um, to rest in attention and uh, to really open to the kind of intensity of the human condition without the shelter of some samadhi it's it's too much it's too much and so uh, we take our seat and sometimes we usually, usual way we understand samadhi is the kind of stillness of the discursive mind, and that's, that's real. But there's almost another sense of samadhi of just um, sense of our body all being in one place. And even, even when the mind is very active. There can be a sense of something is gathering, something is stilling. And so um, we, we settle down. We take our protection and the kind of um, spotlight of attention isn't shaking so sharply anymore and we start to perceive the objects of attention more clearly this is said to lead to wisdom clear seeing yeah understanding understanding what brings happiness what brings suffering perceiving the kind of hallmarks of experience the characteristics of experience Understanding, beginning to understand the cause and effect in a more nuanced, rich way. Our maps of happiness are impoverished when we begin practice. We start to fill them out, complicate them, see them in more detail. What is happiness? What what is it really? How does pleasure differ from satisfaction? What is conducive to a heart at rest? So these are the kind of, maybe we say, the classical mechanisms of change. And... um, this week, for whatever it's worth, I'll uh, um, offer a kind of alternative map of the the mechanisms of action. 
Yeah, just a different way of framing how practice functions for us, how it gets under our skin, how it begins to transform our heart. And it emerges from, yeah, from my own practice and um, also from my encounters with clinical, clinical research, psychotherapy research. And, um, and so over the next four days, I'll unpack four mechanisms through which uh, practice may um, transform uh, uh, and inform our heart and uh, hopefully feel familiar and fresh at the same time and um, hopefully will will uh, animate um, your practice so that you keep going so that you know what's useful so that you have a strong Strong why, why to stay, why should I stay? So I offer this for your uh, consideration and um, yeah, happy to, uh, happy to be with you and happy to see what unfolds uh, this week. So um, yeah, I wish you a, a good day or afternoon or evening wherever you are, and uh, look forward to gathering back uh, in about 23 hours. Okay.